Good evening, everybody. This is Andy Elford, the host of All Andy Elford. And today is a special Falcon Friday edition of the program. This show is also being aired live on the Facebook network. Every Friday, we do a Falcon Friday edition of the program, and it's a Facebook Live edition. So this show is unedited, unrehearsed, and open to the public. So follow me on Facebook at Andy Elford, and follow the show on Twitter at All Andy Elford. And you're listening to the program today via the Anchor Network, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and so many more platforms. However you're listening to me, wherever you're listening to me, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. And now, let's start the show! Guess who's back? All Andy Alfred. 24 runs in the span of the Shut out. Gambino! Hit to a home run! Choo-choo, it's time for all Andy Alfred. Ah. Jackets win! Jackets win! Jackets win! A big win! To start the season right! In Motown! For the Columbus Blue Jackets! And now we head back to 200 West Nationwide Boulevard this evening for a special home opener as the Jackets take on the Hurricanes. The Lions are looking for a win, and the Browns game finally is going to be on TV this week. The baseball playoffs are now in full swing. We'll take a look at everything. And it is time, again, for one of the greatest rivalries in all of sports. Yes, in all of sports in this area. Forget you know, Toledo versus Kalamazoo in hockey, or Toledo-Fort Wade. Forget about the rivalry between, you know, Ohio State and Michigan. 39-39-4. and four. That's right. 39-39-4. and four. It is finally rivalry week in the Mid-American Conference and... The house is divided on this special Falcon Friday edition of All Andy Elford. And you're either watching me on Facebook Live today or listening to me on the Anchor Network, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Now, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to me and watching me, however you're listening to me and watching me today, welcome into the program. Hello! guys and welcome into this Friday Friday edition of Falcon Friday edition of All Andy Elford. I am your host. That's great with tuna and toast. Mr. Andy Elford right here from the Man Cave Studios here in Toledo, Ohio. Truly a pleasure to be with you today and you are listening to me and watching me on the plethora of platforms whether it be with the Anchor app, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, podcast now stitcher however you're listening to this program today wherever you're listening to this program and whenever you're listening to this program thank you for tuning into the program today and you're also watching me on facebook as facebook live it is typically every friday edition of the program is a falcon friday edition of the program so welcome into the program got a lot to get into tonight of course we're going to talk about the nhl start first and foremost we'll dive into that 
We'll also talk a little bit about the NFL. You'll hear my predictions for this upcoming weekend, and we'll dive into the Major League Baseball playoffs as well. But you can always be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred. And you can also be a part of the show today on Facebook Live. Every Friday edition of the program is a Facebook Live show. So what you need to do, find me on Facebook, send a friend request. We're also going to be working on a page for this program as well, too. So it is going to be truly a pleasure to be with you on this Friday edition. So let's dive right in on into it. And besides the big rivalry game happening in Toledo this weekend, we're going to start with something that's happening this evening down in the capital city, and that is the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Jackets were in action last night in Motown. And yours truly and the missus went up to the LCA to see the Jackets for the first time this year. As the Jackets took on the Detroit Red Wings, and it was a tremendous game. Sloppy playing by the Red Wings. Only 18 shots in the game for the Wings. That's right. 18 shots for the full game. That's... <laughs> A young team that, and I'll, I'll give you my take on the Red Wings here in just a second. But the Jackets, let's we'll start with them first. I see a lot of great bright spots with this team. I really do. And I want to say hello to Joanne right there who's watching me on the program. I think this team, I, I, I stand with my prediction. I think they're going to make the Easter Conference. This game last night, though, in my opinion, feels like it sent them back just a tad. And one player in particular, in my opinion, and and I've said this, is Artemi Panarin. Panarin dangles the puck too much. They move the puck. He just makes tries to make a play and dangles the puck and moves it around too much. I just don't understand why this guy can't just pass the puck and find the opening for the for, find the openings. I really don't. He's trying to make a play out of absolutely nothing. And, and and to me, to me, it's just the fact that this guy is just absolutely horrendous. He's just horrendous. I mean, even though he got the game winner last night against the Red Wings, I give, you know, I, and I give him tons of credit for it. If you have the chance to pass the puck, pass the puck. Pass it to the next guy. There was plenty of times that Warinsky was open to take the shot. In the point. It could have been 5-2. It could have been 6-2. It could have been 5-3 at, at many points in this game. But they got the job done. And the first goal of the season goes to the Cam Show himself, Cam Atkinson. It's the first goal of the season for the Blue Jackets. His first of the year uh, was then it was Charlowski for the Red Wings, bearing it past Jonas Corpusala. And I'll get to Corpy here in just a second. So it tied it up at one midway through the second. Josh Anderson takes a stupid penalty in the zone. A stupid penalty. Sets the Jackets back on a PK on the penalty kill. Moves them back. Penalty's over. Anderson comes out of the box and he buries it past Jimmy Howard. 
gets the goal that he deserved on the set when he got the penalty. Gets the goal, and it's 2-1 CBJ. And then you had Tyler Bertuzzi tying the game up in the third period. Forces overtime. And I'm sitting in the LCA. I'm sitting in LCA at the Little Caesars Arena with the misses. We're surrounded by Red play- fans. And there was a gentleman up in the upper level. I, I, I forget his name off the top of his head. He gave me his business card, by the way. He gave me his business card. He's uh, He knows uh, Kevin Schroeder, who's the dancing Kevin, who's the big fat guy who used to dance around for the Blue Jackets. He knows him. He's a sales rep now. He knows him. He, he, he says... He says to me, you know, we, we, we connected right away when we got into the arena, uh, when we got into the seats. Shook his hand at the beginning of the, seat, at the, beginning of the game. I said, good luck to you guys tonight. You know, I give, I give the Red Wing fans credit. I give them respect wherever I go. Wherever I go, I give respect to wherever I, the visiting opponent, I'm the visiting opponent. I give respect to whoever's traveling. I really do. I really do. And, and Amanda's laughing about it, but I do. I gave the guy a handshake. I said, good luck to you tonight. You know, and at the end of the game, I shook his hand again at the end of the game. And I said, you guys are going to have a good season. Have a good season as well. You know, and, you know, move on with that. So we get to overtime. Panarin. Why, first of all, before I get to Panarin, again, why in God's name would you put Alexander Wenberg on the on the first line of the overtime period. He hasn't done shit in the last two seasons. You put him at center with Atkinson and Morinsky. He ain't gonna do nothing. He hasn't done anything. He needs to go more more than Panarin right now. Wenberg is an absolute joke. An absolute joke. He has been given chance after chance after chance after chance. By Tortorella. And he's said it so many times. He's had meetings. He has helped this guy out. And he's done nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know what you need to do then? You need to set the example. You need to send him down. You need to send him down. You need to send him down to Cleveland. Make him play in the minors. Give him some time down there to think about how to become a better hockey player. Because Alexander Wenberg is an absolute joke. And he thinks he's, oh, he's the next best player. He's the next He's the next Nick Foligno. Oh, he's the next bull. Absolute bull. This guy is an absolute joke. Absolute joke. Wemberg, in my opinion, should be not playing with the Jackets. He should be what, what Jack Johnson was. Bench him! Bench him! Give the guys that were earning those spots in Cleveland an opportunity. He had countless times. He missed checks. He missed plays. I sat there in the upper level near the gondolas. To see this guy play? Are you kidding me? I give, you know, and, and here's another thing. Here's another thing. Doobie played fantastic. He looks great. 
He looks fantastic. I, I give... He looks a lot leaner. He looks a lot healthier. I give Dubitsky all the credit for this one. For a good time. For a good game and good play. He knows where to put the puck. And the big key of this whole thing is Jonas Corposalo. Getting the nod over Sergei Bobrovsky last night. And only allowing two goals. He didn't get anything. He stopped. He gave up. He stopped 16 of 18 last night with a save percentage of a point nine zero zero. Absolutely fantastic. When Bob, if Bob ever leaves, I think the Jackets goaltending situation is pretty good. I really do. But again, I, I would still sign Bob. Bob is the one thing. And we go back to Panarin. He wins the game in overtime. A great snipe beating Jimmy Howard. And the Jackets get the 3-2 victory. And again, I give the Red Wing fans credit. I will give them tons of credit. They have I give them a lot of respect. They did not treat me with any disrespect at all. They didn't disrespect my girlfriend. They didn't respect any didn't respect any of the Jacket fans that made their made the way in. And there was a good contingent of Blue Jackets fans. We invaded LCA. And here's another thing. If you're watching the game tonight for the Jackets, you'll notice that the place is sold out. Last night at LCA, they were not sold out. And let me say what it really is. The nickname for the Little Caesars Arena is the Slice. So the Slice was empty. It had nothing. I give... Uh, the, the opening ceremony was fantastic. Seeing Henrik Zetterberg, I gave, him a, I gave him a standing ovation. I gave him a clap. He was a great player. I love Hank, but some takeaways from Little Caesars Arena, two things. It's a beautiful building. I give the Red Wings and the, and, and the city of Detroit a fantastic kudos to it. Absolutely beautiful building. You know, there's so much to do inside there that they take away the, the thrill of the game. You know, there's a lot of restaurants, there's a lot of bars, there's a lot of activity in there. Two Twofold. One the lower bowl. The lower bowl is one of the steepest lower bowls I've seen in a long time. It takes you a long time to climb up and down. When we went down for warm-ups, I didn't realize how steep it was. And then when we climbed back up, I felt like it was it was bad. But the upper level is the worst. You need to pack the goats. You need to pack the, the, the binoculars because if you're not sitting in the low, the final, like the four, six rows of the upper level, if you're not sitting there, you're going to get blocked by all the gondolas. And they have TVs along the gondolas. They have the TVs along the gondolas. So you can watch the game if you're being blocked by the gondolas. But you can still see the ice at lower level. So I was bet- looking between the ice and the TV. That's as much as the window that you get for to look at the game. And for me, you know, I give it an 8 out of 10. I, I go back just to see the Jackets play. Maybe go see them play the Leafs. I met a lot of interesting people last night. I met, uh, I met a couple that was from Winnipeg, Manitoba. They were wearing Jets jerseys. Told them straight up, I think that they're going to win the Cup this year. I have good, and he said he has good feeling, too. I mean, you could tell he was Canadian. 
I met the the gentleman, like I said before. He was a guy for the bre- for a brewery. He was a distributor for the for a brewery. Great guy. And then there was a guy that was in front of me, in the upper level, looked exactly like me, in a Red Wing uniform, with a Red Wing flag hanging up the back of him, and chanting, "Columbus sucks." They choked. How much did Tarella pay you, referees? Blah, 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 blah. And the girlfriend tells me, that's exactly what you look like when you go to the games. So to all those that were, offend- were, you know, were offended by my comments and everything like that that's happening in the back, you know, when I do that, I truly apologize. I really, truly apologize. I truly apologize for my actions when I go to a live sporting event. When I go to a live sporting event. So, yeah, so the Jackets get the win, 3-2 in Detroit. Did get a chance, you know, and here, here's the program. Did get a chance to go get a slice of that. Didn't get spit in. It was delicious. Got a slice of pizza, of course. You got to do it when you go up to, up to the slice. Got to get a slice. And um, enjoyed the game, you know. And and another thing, I'll, I'll say this: the concession prices were absolutely horrendous. Seven twenty-five for a large soda. You got to be kidding me. I pay six dollars. It's the most I pay at uh, at Nationwide. Four fifty here in in Toledo for for a drink. Seven dollars and twenty-five cents for a Sprite. Five dollars for a hot dog. Five dollars. Six seventy five for an Italian sausage with peppers. You gotta be kidding me. It's what it is, the price of concessions. So the Jackets are one and three to two. Looking at some of the stats, the Jackets outshot Detroit. A slice of pizza, six dollars and seventy five cents, CJ. Six seventy five for a slice. I could have bought a whole hot now. And you could buy a whole large pizza. It's thirteen fifty, and here's the kicker. Here's the kicker of it all. Here is the big thing about it. There's a chicken restaurant in there. It's called the Coop. Eight pieces of tenders in a basket of fries, twenty nine dollars and fifty cents. Eight pieces of tenders and fries for thirty bucks. Yes, that is a technical foul. $5 hot and ready. Yes, they still do that. Here. But they wanted $13.50 inside Little Caesars Arena for a hot now pizza. Absolutely horrendous. Jackets outshotting Detroit 39-20. to They were 1-for-6 on the power play. Detroit 1-for-3 on the power play. Detroit had 12 minutes in penalties to Columbus's 6. They were out hit 20-13 to in the game. Corpusala, like I said, 18 for 20, a save percentage of a point nine zero zero. Jimmy Howard, 36 of 39, 9.23 save percentage. $30 for some chicken, yeah. That's outrageous. And the girlfriend and I went to Wahlburgers before the game. We went to Greek Town. Had a great meal at, at Wahlburgers. Absolutely delicious. The best burger, I think that's one of the best burgers I've had in a long time. And it was a weird burger. I had a Thanksgiving burger 
a turkey burger. I ate healthy. A turkey burger with stuffing, cranberry relish, and uh, roasted uh, roasted squash on the bottom. Delicious. A delicious burger. And it had... And if you remember the old Damon's, they have like an onion loaf for $3.50. I'm not banking, I'm not banking on, you know, it, you know, it being the same price as when I back, go back up there soon, but it was the best burger, one of the best burgers I've had in a long, long time. As you are watching all Andy Alford tonight right here on, yes, it is the Thanksgiving burger, Debbie. It is uh, the best burger. Uh, yeah, only three fifty for the onion straws. Delicious, delicious burger. Uh, let's look at some of the other stories. Stories in the NHL uh, on Wednesday. Toronto was a winner, three to two over Montreal. Washington a seven nothing winner over Boston. Calgary was a loser to Vancouver, five to two. Anaheim a five two win over the San Jose Sharks. And then last night, um, I see this. Thoughts on Stadium Burgers? Well, that's a good question. Stadium Burgers, in my opinion, it depends on how, you know, how good it can be. Uh, the ballpark at the Mud Hens, it's okay. Stadium Burgers at Little Caesars, you're paying about eighteen fifty, eighteen fifty for a hamburger at Little Caesars Arena. You can go to Wahlburgers for $9 and get the same good quality. Definitely could get the same good quality. Yes, uh, I see you, Debbie. Medium rare. I see it. See that. Go Leafs, go. Yes, the Leafs were in action. Uh, Wednesday, got the win over Montreal 3-2. to Last night, Chicago wins over Ottawa 4-3. to Pittsburgh was a winner 7-6 to over Washington. Winnipeg 5, St. Louis 1. Boston was a winner 4 to nothing over Buffalo. The Islanders 2, Carolina 1. Nashville getting a 3-2 win over the Rangers. Dallas a winner 3 to nothing over the Phoenix Coyotes. It was also Minnesota losing to Colorado 4-1. to And Philadelphia beating up on the Vegas Golden Knights 5-2. to Tonight in the docket, besides the Blue Jackets and Carolina Hurricanes game at 7 o'clock tonight, San Jose is in L.A. to take on the Kings. Saturday games look like this, some notable games. 1 o'clock Eastern, the Global Series game between the New Jersey Devils and the Edmonton Oilers. Hockey night in Canada looks like this. It will be the Ottawa Senators taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Montreal is in Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins. Vancouver is in Calgary to take on the Flames. And Philadelphia is in Colorado for that game as well. Sunday games, Toronto is in Chicago. Detroit then heads to L.A. And New York heads to Carolina. The opener, yes, for the Kings is tonight. Let's see here. I'm looking at some of the comments here. Stadium burgers or stadium cheesecakes, Katie Elford writes. My sister writes in. Um, I'll take the, I'll take the cheesesteaks. Uh, Debbie says $18.50 for a hamburger. Yes, $18.50. That did not include fries with that. If you wanted to add fries, it's $2.50 more. So that's $21 for one hamburger. Uh, sport analysis, dot, 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 food credit. You do it all. Yes, I do it all. As uh, my cousin basically says it, it's an all Andy Alford food review. Yes. Yes, Kings open up tonight. Yes, I am multi-talented indeed. As you are watching and listening to all Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network. Also got to make mention of this as well too. 
Uh, the Walleye are in action tonight, game one of their preseason. Two games against Kalamazoo tonight in Kalamazoo, 7 o'clock, and then they'll be back at the hut to take on the Wings, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. <laughs> I hear there's a fan club meeting tonight. You are, guys are just absolutely a mess. So let's dive into it, and let's dive into Major League Baseball week. We're starting up with Major League Baseball, and uh, we'll start with the wild card games first and foremost. Colorado getting the win over the over the Cubbies 2-1. to one. I was up late for that game Tuesday night, and I didn't really go to bed till about 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and that was a good game. Four and a half hours worth of baseball. Great play as the Rockies beat the Cubs 2-1. to one. And then yes, and then Wednesday evening, the Yankees just pounding the A's. Pounding the A's. 7-2. Stanton and Judge going deep. Davis going deep for the A's. But it was not enough as the Yankees getting a 7-2 win over the Oakland Athletics. So, sorry Steve Pepperocki. You're out. So let's dive into the ANLDS. And last night, game one, game ones looked like this. Milwaukee was a winner in a walk-off fashion from Brian Yelich as the Brew Crew gets the win 3-2 over the Rockies. Soria, the win, he goes to 1-0 with a 0 ERA. While Vitero, the loss, he goes to 0-1 with a 5.40 ERA as the Brewers are now up one game to nothing. The Dodgers getting a win over the Atlanta Braves. Sorry, Brian, right there for you. The Dodgers, 6 the Braves, nothing. Renew the win. He goes to 1-0 with a 0 ERA. For Artuis, the loss, he goes to 0-1 with an 18 ERA. Penderson, Marcy, and Hernandez all homering for the Dodgers. And we have games happening right now as we speak, as we're taping this show today on the Anchor Network and on Facebook Live. It is the Indians taking on the Houston Astros in Game 1. Glory Kluber getting rocked, giving up three home runs in the game for the to the Houston Astros in the game. And we also have another game. Colorado is taking on Milwaukee right now. And they're in the top of the fourth inning and is no score apiece. So um, keep posted on that. That game on FS1. The other game, like I said, the Indians taking on the Houston Astros. That game now in two. Let's see here. They are into the bottom of the seventh. And it is the Astros up six to two on the Tribe right now. So, you know, we'll see what happens with the with the Tribe. I mean, Corey Kluber did not have a great start out there, and Verlander pitching a gem of a ball game, going no hits through six and a third, and then he gave up the hit to Jan Gomes, to Gomes, and that set up the play set up the play where they were bases loaded and they brought in the two runs. It was 4-2 at the time, but, of course, Cordy Allen coming into the game and choking it away, as usual, 6-2 right now for the, in, looking at here, just looking at the TV screen, we have the TV game, the game on the TV right now, trying to catch up the the score right now, it is 6-2 still, we are now into the eighth, bottom of the eighth, Inning. So that game getting ready to wrap up here in just a second. Tonight on the docket, 7.32, it is the rivalry renewed between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. It will be Severiano on the hill versus David Price, 7.32 start time for that one. Atlanta is taking on the Dodgers, 9.37 on Fox Sports 1. So there is that. 
for you tonight as you are watching and listening to All Andy Offer tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Now, wherever you're watching and listening, however you're watching and listening, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. I've got to make mention of this before we begin. We have some games happening in... Ooh, and oh my goodness, umpire just getting rocked. I just heard it in the background right there. You know, the coach, Dennis, down down in the lower bowls of our studios here watching the game, and he just said, oh my God. And I looked over, and the umpire just gets struck with the ball down the left field line. Whew, I hope he's okay. So let's dive right into it, of course. I see Brian just chimed in. I want to make mention of this to you, Brian. Great parking spot. Gotta love it. It was in a good location. Thank you for your tip. I really appreciate it. I really, really do appreciate it from last night. Really do. So let's dive right into it. OHSAA football happening tonight. You have Rogers playing Bowser. Start at Scott. Woodward is at home to take on. Yes, I see you there, Chris. Taking on weight. Uh, the track looks like this. Fremont Ross at Central Catholic. Whitmer is at Clay, St. John's at Finley, Lima Senior at St. Francis, NLL looks like this, Perrysburg's at Anthony Wayne, Northview at Bowling Green, Maumee at Southview, and Napoleon at Springfield. Uh, yeah, we got to talk about the NFL first before everybody wants this prediction because of what's happening behind me right here. So we'll give you, we'll give you my prediction here in just a second. Uh, dive in the NFL really quick. And i, I got to ask Chris Klein this question. Um, Chris, how is farm life for you out there? How's, how's the farm life out there? i gotta give you that, got to give you that shout-out really quickly. Um, you can type it in when you're doing it. Yeah, the NFL sucks. Well, the NFL proved itself last night and New England getting the win 38-27 to over the Indianapolis Colts. Brady, 30 for 44, 341, three touchdowns, two INTs. Andrew Luck, 38 for 59, 365, three touchdowns, two INTs. Hines, 15 carries for 45 yards. Eric Ebron, the former Lion, nine catches for 105 yards, two TDs in the game. Swope, three catches for 44 yards, one TD in the game. Gronk catching six catches for 75 yards. Jameer White, 10 catches for 77 yards, 1 TD in the game. So now let's dive into it. Week 5, you'll hear my predictions right here on this exclusive Friday edition. Now use these picks accordingly. A little peanut right there from the baby Ruth. Ugh. (laughs) Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So here it is, week 5. Tennessee is at Buffalo. Yeah, waiver wire pickup at Ebron, baby. I love it. Tennessee is at Buffalo. I'm going to take the Titans in that game. So that's for you, Brian, right there. The Giants are in Carolina to take. Giants are in Carolina to take on the Panthers. I will take the Panthers in that one. Miami is in in Cincinnati. I will take the Dolphins in that game. Jacksonville is in Kansas City. I'll take Kansas City in that one. Denver is in New York to take on the Jets. 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 I will take Denver in that game. Atlanta is in Pittsburgh to take on the Steel City Cruisers. I will take take the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Oakland is at the Chargers. I will take the Raiders to get that win. The Chargers are a joke of a franchise. Minnesota is in Philadelphia. It's a rematch of the 
NFC Championship game from last year. Two different quarterbacks in this situation. I'll take Philadelphia in that game. Arizona is at San Francisco. I will take the Cardinals in that one. The Rams are in Seattle to take on the Seahawks. I'll take the Seahawks in that game. Sunday night football is the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Houston Texans. I will take Dallas in that game. The Monday night game sees the Washington Football Club taking on the New Orleans Saints. I will take the Saints in that one. So that sets up for the local products. And we'll start with the Browns. Browns are home to take on the take on the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens not that great of a team this year, but I think they're going to get the win. I'm going to take Baltimore to beat the Browns. Sets up for CJ's pick. This is what he's been waiting for. All Andy Elford brought to you by Kia. Really? Wow. Sets up for this pick. Green Bay at Detroit. A great pick. Good game. The secondary... And the wide receiving core for Green Bay is down this year. I'm going to take the Lions. I will take the Lions in that game. I will take the Lions. I think Aaron Rodgers isn't going to have that. It doesn't have that great of a, front, a good playing system. I don't think they're going to be that great. I'm going to take the Lions in that game. So that sets up college football. Top 25 first and foremost. Alabama taking on Arkansas. Taking Alabama. Ninth ranked West Virginia takes on Kansas. I will take West Virginia. The Red River shootout as the Texas Longhorns take on the Oklahoma Sooners. Seventh ranked Oklahoma. 19th ranked Texas. Yes, I take the Lions, Chris. I'll take the Lions. Oklahoma. I'll take Oklahoma in the game against Texas. NC State taking on Boston College. I'll take NC State in that game. Fifth-ranked LSU taking on Florida. 22nd-ranked, I'll take LSU. Oklahoma State versus Iowa State. I will take Oklahoma State in that game. I'm taking the Lions. Wrong. You're giving me the Trump? Wrong. No. Uh, Oklahoma State, the winner over Iowa State. Fourth-ranked Clemson taking on Wake Forest and uh, the former Dave Clawson, the former coach of Bowling Green. I'll take Clemson in that game to rebound. Miami taking on Florida State. Another rivalry game right there. I'm going to take Miami in that game. 21st-ranked Colorado takes on Arizona State. I'll take Colorado in that one. 13th-ranked Kentucky takes on Texas A&M. I'll take Kentucky in that game. Central Florida takes on SMU. I think SMU is a very good program, but I think in a close one. Central Florida will get the win. Second-ranked Georgia takes on Vanderbilt, and I'll take Georgia in that game. Eighth-ranked Auburn takes on Mississippi State. I'll take Auburn in that game. Washington, 10th-ranked, takes on UCLA. I will take the Huskies in that one. And then the sixth-ranked Notre Dame fighting Irish take on Virginia Tech and the Hokies. I think Notre Dame is going to run the table right now. In my opinion, the win against Stanford ranks them, setting sets them up to run the table. They have two tough opponents left in this season. Army and USC. They run the table. They can get the job done. And I think um, USC is not going to give them a punch over. They're, 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 they're bad this year. They're horrible this year. I'll take Notre Dame to beat Virginia Tech. And then Utah taking on 14th ranked Stanford. I will take the Cardinals in that game to bounce back after last week. So this sets up for the Big Ten. 
games news and noteworthy. Illinois taking on Rutgers. I will take Rutgers in that game. I was, I was at Minnesota to take on P.J. Fleck and row the boat. I will take Minnesota in that game. 16th ranked Wisconsin takes on Nebraska. I'll take Wisconsin in that one. So that's up for the three local teams in the Big Ten. First and foremost, we'll start with Michigan State. Michigan State at home to take on Northwestern. Michigan State, 20th ranked in the country. I will take the Spartans in that game. Maryland is at Michigan. 15th ranked Michigan, the Wolverines. Michigan. I will take Michigan in that game. Sets up homecoming weekend for Ohio State as they take on Indiana. Ohio State, third ranked in the country. Is it? It's. I, I said. I've said this on the show before. It is the FU Tour Part Two College Dub for Ohio State. I think they'll cruise easily over Indiana. So it sets up Mid American Conference play, and it is rivalry week in the Mid American Conference. Buffalo is at Central Michigan. That's a rivalry game. I'll take Buffalo in that. Eastern Michigan. Yeah, OH. IO, buddy. IO. Eastern Michigan is at Western Michigan. I'll take the Broncos in that game. NIU is in Ball State to take on the Fighting Football Cardinals. I'll take NIU in that game. Ohio is at Kent State. I will take Kent State in that game. Can't read, can't write, Kent State. And then Miami of Ohio is at Akron to take on the Zips. I will take Akron in that game. So it sets up. Yes. It sets up for BG versus UT. And before we begin anything, I want to talk about an article I saw in the paper. This is something that I have set. And I posted this on my Facebook. I posted it on this channel. I will say it again. I have said this since the beginning of the season. And I'm going to read it. Read this article. Yes, we still make newspapers today, folks. We still make newspapers today. And by the way, sad to hear about Auden Hirschfeld. Sad to hear about Auden Hirschfeld. Sad to hear about it. Absolutely sad. It's absolutely sad to see see a good player like that, the Sylvania native, absolutely go down with an injury like that. Absolutely sad. But here it is. Besides the Auden Hirschfeld thing, look at that title. All on the line. Yes, it is. All on the line. I love Dave Briggs. He's a columnist for for, for the Blade. Uh... This past summer, he did a nice piece on Allison Remy from the from the Marathon Classic. He was out there with me on Saturday morning for the for her one. She was the only one playing because she was the only the seventy third player to make the cut of the tournament. And here it is. Let me read. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Jenks face tipping point with boosters. Bowling Green, Ohio. One more time. Bowling Green's football coach, Mike Jenks, is circling the wagons. Problem with that 
the wagon is on fire and the wheels are falling off. And danger is looming in an Ottawa River crossing. Consider Saturday's game with with UT to be a final judgment on Mike Jenks and the Bowling Green Falcons. If Bowling Green stuns Toledo, let us keep an open mind crack open. Cracked open. If the afternoon is a snooze fest, odds makers are reporting, and it is. It is a snooze fest. The, f- the line right now is 20 points in favor of the University of Toledo. 20 points favored. 20 point favorite tom- for tomorrow's football game against, against the University of Toledo. Let me re- keep reading this. I have to keep reading this. The Rockets are a 20-point favorite. Let us lock in and toss the key. Sorry. It's time. That became clear in conversations this past week with several Bowling Green check writers. For these top Falcon supporters, a rivalry that usually inspires unconditional excitement has given way to quiet dread. Yes. So beaten down, they are by once proud program that they've hit bottom last year is mining molten iron this season. And one booster wrote, this is a total train wreck. What's most frustrating is any time that the BGUT game usually comes up, it feels like it's a 50-50 game when turnovers will be decided, another one told me. Right now, we're not even in the ballpark with Toledo. If we have somehow go up there and pull this thing off, then I suppose then we can evaluate the rest of the season. But I, my God, I can't even imagine it. And, and this one, this is another one, Booster Rope. I love Mike, a third booster set. But yes, it's time. On that note, roll along. Let me finish this. This is... This is... Thing. I don't mean to pile it on, but if it's hard to imagine the Bowling Green Falcons swooping this low, it's even imaginable. Evidence. Here's... And this... I had to look this up, too, at the same time, too. Right here. Evidence. The college football fan happiness ranking released the other day. ESPN ranked the fan base for every team in college football in Division One, From 0 to 100, based on seven factors, including success, revenue, growth, Twitter settlement, Bowling Green was dead last out of about 130 teams in FBS. 130th. They scored... Get this, out of everything, five. Five points all together. From one to 100. You have got to be kidding me. And I have set this, I have set this, I have set this since July and August of this program, on this program. That we are going to get drilled this year. 
The football gods have not been pleasant to Bowling Green. Do, do, do you honestly think, in my opinion, you know, I wear this every Friday. Every Friday. I wear Falcon Pride. I went to Bowling Green. I went to this this university. I know a lot of my friends that watch this program have gone to university of the Bowling Green State University. Had a tremendous time. I'm the one to say this. But the the fanship is better. But this is this is this is this is a train wreck. And Mike I blame it all on Mike Jenks. I blame it on the AD. I blame it on they need to gut the whole thing. The only bright spot out of the whole athletic department is the ice hockey program. Because Bergeron's got his act together. He's got his recruits down. He's got and that's why they're top ten in the country every freaking year. Have you seen Ever since Kurt Miller left, the women's basketball program when Jennifer Ruse was there, we've gone through four coaches in the men's basketball program. We use more men's basketball coaches than underwear. And now we're going into this BGUT game with Mike Jenks, who has not, not, not won a game. Against the University of Toledo. Who only has six wins. He is 6-22 and 22 in his career as a coach at Bowling Green. Hugh Jackson has a better winning percentage. Yes, I said that right. Hugh Jackson has a better winning percentage than Mike Jenks. Absolutely horrendous. And everybody says, "Oh, you could just throw the record book out. You could throw the t- you could throw everything away. You could throw the opportunities away. You could say, "Oh, well, this is going to be a, you know, you, you throw everything away. You're playing for the tie. You're playing to break the tie at 39-39 and 4." Here's the thing. Okay? Here's the thing. Do I have faith in this program? With the regime that we've got now, no. So I, I applaud, I applaud Dave Briggs for this piece. I applaud him for this. He has said it before, and I'll say it again. We have lost eight straight to the University of Toledo. Eight straight. This goes back to when I was at BG. It's embarrassing to wear this ball cap. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I care about this team so much. There is so many great, talented players on this team. So many great players. Andrew Clare, Jared Deggy, Derek Poonabom, all these great players. They could be playing on Sundays. Some of these guys are going to be playing on Sundays. But it, I, I just 
don't understand. It's just the coaching is so horrid. Absolutely horrid. So you all want to know what my prediction is. It's going to be a long day. If it is a close game. If it is a close game. They have gotten up for this game. And we've been beaten up last year. The highest scoring game last year in the whole rivalry of 140 points between the two teams. I And last year, I, I knew we weren't going to win. I knew Bowling Green wasn't going to win last year. You had Woodside, you had you had the young you had the young talent that they have in the wide receiving core and the year before you had Kareem Hunt I'm, I'm taking the rivalry I'm taking this all situation to heart Twenty point favorite for UT in this game. Twenty point favorite. UT fans. And I'm gonna be next to these guys tomorrow. I'm on the UT sideline. My prediction for this game is plain and simple. I will support Bowling Green at this game. I'm rooting for Bowling Green in this game. But I am going to take the University of Toledo to win this game. It's going to be nine straight years. And for me, this game, if they... If... Bowling Green gets blown out in this game, then in my opinion, the AD and Mike Jenks should be left off the bus. They should be fired. I am just sick and tired of it. You have had now four chances to win this rivalry game. And he says, oh, I'm just still new to this rivalry game. I'm just new to this whole situation. This is your four with you, buddy. You're four of this rivalry. The alumni, the fans of Bowling Green have been with this program for so long. So long. But I'm going to take UT in the game. But I will be rooting for Bowling Green. And if I be surprised... If Bowling Green pulls the upset, I will still. Uh, the wager is still on. Bowling Green versus UT. If UT wins, I will sing the UT fight song. Bowling Green wins. the The Bowling Green fight song will be playing throughout the show on Tuesday when we're back on the air. So, taking UT in the game and some key notes to look at this game. Will BG's defense show up for this game? Will it be able to stop the running quarterback 
and Ganey. And will Ganey start in this game? That will be key factor number one. Factor number two. Will Scotty Miller be a playmaker in this game against that against that UT defense that's not really that, that great in the secondary? And number three. Number three. Can we make a damn tackle? That's what the key thing is. Because if it's a run, if it going back to issue one, if we tackle and stick to the tackling, we'll see. We'll see. As you're watching and listening to all Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Now, however you're listening, wherever you're listening and watching this evening, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. Get into some of these comments. Uh, yeah, I was just talking about the Bowling Green UT game, and she was asking me about the Blue Jacket game. It was a great game, uh, great, uh, great atmosphere, great effort out there, and the Jackets getting a win in overtime over Detroit, three to two last night. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens the subsequent coming year. Jackets at home tonight. Taking on the Carolina Hurricanes, 7 o'clock puck drop at 200 West Nationwide Boulevard. Of course, yours truly and the missus are headed over to Buffalo Wild Wings to take to take in the opening night activity, the festivities. It's usually kind of, we usually, I'm usually down there for the jacket opener. But unfortunately, this year with BG playing UT this Saturday, the choice was either you go to the UTBG game, not go to the jacket opener, but go to the Red Wing opener against Columbus, or go to the Columbus opener and miss the BGUT game. I took the BGUT game. And I think this is going to be... I'll say it again. If they win this game, it, it doesn't really matter what happens. Jenks is out. Jenks is out at the end of the season then. But if he loses this game and he gets blown out, leave his ass... Over the glass bowl. Him and Chris Kingston. Leave the AD over there. They gotta go. It's it's pathetic to see this great university have a team like that be so horrendous. So horrendous. But yours truly and Lucas Sigerson will be there. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to be cruising around. We'll be doing a little bit of a Facebook Live, going from tailgate to tailgate. We've got a few tailgates we're going to, of course. Um, but, yeah, we will be – I will be there. I'll probably be there around starting around 1 o'clock, cruising around to about 2.30, We'll get into the stadium, take a look at everything, see how uh, everybody is standing. And the question mark right now is the weather. There's a lot of there's a lot of predictions of a storm coming in, rain coming in tomorrow. That could delay the game a little bit. We'll see what happens, but I I think it's going to be a good game. Both teams, I I give the favor more like I said the twenty point favorite to Toledo in this game, but oh, we'll see. We'll see if you're listening and watching Dolly and Dio for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Now. And however you're listening to me and wherever you're listening to me, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. As we come to the end of the program this evening, and we'll start with Andy Rantz. Of course, you heard the big rant, in my opinion, about UT and BG. So, and you've heard the big rant about the, 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 the facilities that 
and the the quality of facilities. The great rant I had about the about Little Caesars Arena. I will say this: the city of Detroit is rebounding a lot. I like what's happening on Woodward Avenue. I like what's happening with this. What's what's happening in the downtown area of Detroit? Um, the casinos are are booming. Um, like I said, I went to Windsor last, uh, not Windsor, but I went to Greektown yesterday, had, went to lunch at Wahlburgers, had a fantastic time, had a great time, and it's just the fact that, you know, the city is rebounding. If you go down Woodward Avenue, there's a lot of shops, a lot of open shops, and there's a lot of restaurants, and, um, great options down there, and, um, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, the city's rebounding, and I would like to see that happen um, but the the one rant I like to get into tonight, of course, and it is it is finally time. On Thursday, the ECHL announced. Excuse me. On, thir- on excuse, yeah, on Thursday, the ECHL announced that it is going to be instant replay installed into four arenas this upcoming season in the East Coast Hockey League. It, one of them is in the event wing event center in Kalamazoo, Michigan. The other one is in Boise, Idaho. For the boys, where the Idaho Steelheads are playing, another one is in. If I'm not mistaken, I can get back to that article that was in there. There it is. Here it is. Right here. Yeah, the East Coast Hockey League introducing the instant replay rule to two arenas this year. One of them is going to be in Kalamazoo. The other one is going to be in Worcester, Massachusetts. And the other one is going to be at the Huntington Center in Toledo. And that's going to be a benefit for the walleye this upcoming season. I have said this before. AHL has it. The NHL has always had it for since, since the 90s. And now the East Coast Hockey League is finally catching up to it. Instant replay in hockey is the most key piece in hockey, because in ECHL, you have two goal endings, two two gentlemen on the ends of the on the ends of the glass, ringing whether or not the puck crossed the line or not. It's a human error. Now you have cameras that are now being perched above the nets, and you're seeing whether the puck will cross the line. You put a camera now inside the net to see if the puck crossed the line. And now in the NHL, they're going to be, in the next three years, going to institute putting a little sensor inside of the puck. So when the puck crosses the line, the light will ding. Which removes all the human error that could be with the puck. But the thing is, that could that puck could get in, could, the sensor could break. And then you have lights, the, the lights going nuts. The human error in hockey needs to be there. It's happening all all throughout sports now. You have the block that's happening in Major League Baseball and all the TV cameras, whether or not you know it's a ball or a strike. You can't really have that happening. You can't really have that happening in Major League Baseball. So the human error of of bad calls is ending. And we're becoming more of a computer-based, technology-based sports spectrum. 
And we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm ready for this weekend. I'm ready for a beer. I'm ready. It's going to be a long weekend. I have that feeling. And that's going to wrap it up for all Andy Elfer on the anchor side of things. Of course, we're going to continue briefly on, on the Facebook Live show tonight of the program. And uh, we'll answer your questions and comments for the post show right here. Uh, enjoy the weekend. We'll be out, like I said, tomorrow at UT through the tailgate lots to see what happens between Bowling Green and the University of Toledo. And like I said, if you haven't heard the prediction, I'm taking UT. I can't, I can't go against this one. And if it's a blowout, fire Mike Jenks right there. Leave him on the bus. Leave him off the bus. And that's going to wrap it up for all Andy offered tonight. I hope you enjoyed this program. And as always, I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday on the Anchor Network. And as always, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together, the game of life. And keep your stick on the ice. To your team that you root for at home and to my teams, the Indians. Not the Tigers because the Tigers are not in the playoffs. The Indians, the Walleye, the Jackets. Go Jackets! And go Fish! As well as go Falcons! This is a big weekend. Go Falcons! And so much more. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great weekend, everybody. And go go Falcons! And let's go, Tribe! Even though we lost tonight, 7-2. Until then, I'm Andy Offer saying, have a good weekend. And I love you guys. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Offer Network. Powered by Anchor.